You're listening to Wholesaling Inc., episode number 310. You know, we're really in this to add value. And Cody, you say it all the time. The more value you add, the more you'll be compensated accordingly. And so just take those lessons, those failures at the beginning. I mean, man, I made six over 6,000 cold calls and I got over 500 no's. This is game-changing information guaranteed to raise your real estate wholesaling business with actionable steps you can take immediately to navigate the ins and outs of wholesaling and start making money today. Bam! Join us as we put our guests in the hot seat and dive deep to dissect their strategies for success to enable you to duplicate their results. Investor Grit presents Wholesaling Inc., the only show dedicated to making you a fortune in wholesaling with your hosts, Tom Kroll and Cody Hoffheim. You're listening to another episode here on Wholesaling Inc. My name is Cody Hoffheim. I'll be hosting today's episode and I'm super excited to be with you guys. And I am really, really excited about today's guest and what this episode will do for each one of you. Now, for those of you that are new to the podcast, first and foremost, I want to welcome you to listening to the number one wholesaling coaching program slash podcast in the nation. And we are going to be deep diving how individuals across this nation are finding deeply discounted properties and then turning those for huge profits, whether it's through assignment, whether it's through some may do a fix and flip or some may keep them for long-term buying holds. But if you know how to find those deeply discounted properties, you, my friend, can become wealthy in real estate. So today we have Jordan Tinning with us from Linwood, Washington. He's been part of the tribe now for eight months, been wholesaling part-time because he has a full-time job. So he has spare time that he sets aside each and every day to work on wholesaling. And he just did an awesome deal right there in his local market. And he's going to share a little bit about step-by-step how he's able to do it. So to each one of you listening, pull out a pen, pull out a piece of paper, and get ready to jot down some gold nuggets because he's going to be sharing a ton of them. So let's get going right now and let's take some action. So Jordan, my man, how the heck are you? Bam. Hey, Cody. It's uh, it's a pleasure to be on the podcast. I've listened to so many of these uh, as a listener. So it's it's an absolute pleasure to be on the podcast myself. Uh, deep dive in the deal and sharing some gold nuggets. Let's do it. So fill in the gaps a little bit about. Uh, help us understand what is it that you do full-time? And when we say you do wholesaling part-time, what does that look like? Is it 30 minutes a day, an hour a day, three hours a week, 15 hours a week? So let them know a little bit of what you do full-time and how much time you dedicate to this part-time? Yeah, that's a great question, Cody. So full-time, I do uh, IT staffing and consulting sales, big technology companies in the Seattle area, and we're placing uh, high-level technology consultants uh, for a fee, right? So my job is to connect with decision-makers in these companies and then provide our services, which is providing talent for their projects for a fee. So essentially, I'm acting as a broker in that business as well. And that's really kind of what attracted me to wholesaling because you're, you're essentially doing the same thing. You're brokering a deal and you're adding value to both parties. So I'm, I'm, do, I'm doing sales. I'm cold calling every day. I'm doing meetings with decision makers. 
And uh, in terms of wholesaling, um, you know, that is a pretty busy job, uh, my day job. But I, I set aside about an hour a day, uh, Monday through Saturday, to work on my business and really create something um, that I'm passionate about. I love real estate. And that's the great thing about wholesaling is there's so many different ways that you can acquire these deals. And then the back end really doesn't matter. It's just getting the property a deep discount. And whether you assign that property, whether you keep that property for yourself, or whether you flip it. I mean, there's really... The options are... Are, are limitless, really. And that's what I love about real estate. It's, it's really a beautiful thing. Love it. So Jordan, tell me this. Go an hour a day. What I love about this is, yes, it could take a little bit longer than someone that's doing it full-time or someone that's able to do two, three, four, five, six hours a day. Doing it one hour a day has still been able to help you maintain and still serve well at your nine-to-five job. And it's something that's really doable to anyone that really, whether you are married or not married, whether you have kids or not kids, usually anyone out there can find an hour in the day, meaning maybe that's all it is, is cut back your Netflix time, or maybe it's cut back your your uh, football time on TV, whatever it is. Maybe it's social media time. Typically anyone, when I hear that schedule, it's like, man, this is encouraging because you can carve out an hour a day to do what you're doing. So Let's let's jump right into this. Let's talk about what these past eight months have looked like and how you were able to uh, to get this deal. So walk us through step by step what the past eight months have looked like. Yeah, that's that's a that's another great question. So I, you know, January is really when I decided, and you and I spoke about this on the phone. I was super excited. I was I'm like, I'm doing this, I'm taking the plunge, I'm gonna sign up be a rhino. Bam. Um, and, uh, you know, I did some of the coaching calls with you and Tom and, uh, I really, uh, really your guys' story is what kind of got me into, you know, the whole guru thing. Cause there is definitely, um, some other coaching programs that don't add as much value. So it's kudos to you guys. But I decided to do the course starting January of this year and I uh, got through it in about a month and a half. And so I started, um, cold calling, and the reason why I did that is because um, Dan Goshko, who you guys know, and who's an awesome rhino, is just crushing it in yeah. Spokane right now. Yeah. He and I connected about finding a good attorney in the area. And then ever since then, we've kind of cultivated a friendship. And uh, I told him a little bit about my background. And he's like, man, just start diving in there. Do cold calling, man. I, I wish I would have done cold calling you know, when I started the program. And now, Cody, that's not something I would recommend everybody do. But since I'm, I've been doing cold calling... Yeah, this was like a natural fit for you, Jordan. Like This sounds like this is something you're like, man, yeah, why not? I do this every day. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And that's it. Like, I don't mind. Like, he, Dan was like, there's a triple dialer. You call three people at a time. And I was like, man, that's so cool. I can't wait to try that. So he encouraged me just right out of the gate. I mean, to just jump in and do cold calling. And so I said, well, why the heck not? I'm already doing that. So from basically from February till now, I've been cold calling uh, in the evenings. And the list I've been using, I started with the high equity uh, hot zip codes, which you guys talk about uh, uh-huh. in the course. Uh-huh. It's just a unique, it's a unique list. Um, and everybody in this area, at least Cody, is hitting the high equity list. So I did thousands and thousands of cold calls. I mean, between February and now, I've made over 6,000 cold calls. Wow. And, so uh, over, did you say over 6,000? Yes. Over 6,000 cold calls in this time. Yes. Good gravy. So you you were going to town. You were picking up the phone. You weren't going to uh, give up. It's like, it's on. I'm getting a deal. I'm doing this. Yeah. And I, I mean, it, all the stuff you say is true. I mean, most of those folks, I mean, Tom always says, you're going to call 100 people and 99 of them are going to say, no, I don't want to sell my property at a discount. And that is so, so, so true, right? In that time, 
I got, let's see, I have it right here. I have all the data here. I have 539 no's out of those 6,000. So, I mean, that's a lot of time to hear no, right? But again, you just got to rhino through, you got to power through. And I got uh, 54 maybes and then um, only five yeses, right? So another thing, Cody, that I think is interesting is that I'm tracking these numbers. And what that data tells me is that this list just isn't good in my market, right? So what I found was a lot of these high equity hot zip codes is a lot of these folks you know, because Seattle is a tech hub. They're technology people. They have signing bonuses from Amazon. They're they're buying these houses all cash. So, you know, they're not they're not investors. They're buying it for themselves. And so what I'm learning is I got to find areas that maybe are a little bit more up and coming or a little bit outside of the city that are still, you know, growing. Yeah. And so um, I'm learning, looking at this data and saying, man, I got to I got to refine my list a little bit better and, and figure it out. And uh, another thing, too, which is interesting, because I did really want to follow the course in terms of you know not reinventing the wheel. But I, I went to the county and asked for the code violations and um, the tax delinquent list. And what I found was that they were willing to give me that information. But I had to sign a piece of paper that said you will not use this list to profit. And so, you know, I, I personally, I'm, I'm a Christian and I, I run my business with integrity and I, I just didn't feel comfortable signing something like that, Cody. So, That's right. you know, I, I had to just get out there and just, I'm like, well, you know, like every newbie probably does, I'm just going to hit the high equity list, right? That's what, that's what everybody says. So yep. that's where I started. And um, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm just, I'm, I'm learning as I go that I have to find areas uh, maybe that aren't quite so hot. There's a lot of different zoning laws that are changing because it's growing so fast sure. that the cities are changing the zoning laws. Um, so I can go to people and say, maybe even give them a full price cash offer or get them close to retail because I can turn around and, and um, wholesale that property to a developer who can put you know two or three townhomes where there was a dilapidated single family home. So that's kind of a win-win. Wow. Um, so there's so just that, a uniqueness about your market in general that maybe not everyone is seeing, but there might be people listening to this saying, oh my goodness, that's that's the same as my market. That's exactly how it's working. Yeah, you're right. Seattle is absolutely a unique market. I mean, behind San Francisco, it's the biggest tech hub in the whole country. And so, you know, Amazon is is expanding like crazy. You know, all the big tech companies, Starbucks, Disney, Microsoft, all their headquarters, except for Disney, are here. And so there's just a lot of cash influx. There's a lot of jobs. You just got to find that niche, right? And um, and that's what I think is cool about this because, you know, I, I powered through it and then the, the deal didn't come through the high equity, although I do have a few that I think will pop because of that. But um, well, Jordan, you know, one thing I was going to say before we even push record on this, I just kind of reviewing some of my notes. One thing I thought was really brilliant that maybe you can touch base on is here you are doing this cold calling, but you also did things pretty dang right out of the gates that I think a lot of people will fail to do because they may not want to be vocal about what they're doing, but maybe brush up and touch up with us a little bit about what was it out of the gates that you did that was pretty unique on, on just making sure people knew what it was you were doing. Yeah, no, I know. So basically, and that's that's a really good point, Cody, because, you know, my mentality was I'm just going to start cold calling. That's what I've always done. That's what I know. And there's nothing wrong with that. And that will help me down the road once I, sh- I sharpen my axe a little bit and figure out the leads. But 
Yeah, really. I just started telling my, my family and friends. I'm really passionate about real estate. Uh, I'm really passionate about wholesaling. I love the program you guys did. There's a really cool community. And like I got plugged into that community right at the beginning. I just wanted to share that with other people. And it wasn't like a, you know, a fake like, oh, I just got to tell people and you know, this is what I'm doing. It just came from a natural desire to share. Hey, this is, you know, this is what I'm doing. And, you know, if you guys know of anybody who may have a property that they, they aren't selling on the MLS, or they just it needs a lot of work and they don't want to they don't want to fix it. Just let me know. Like I'd love to see if I can add some value there. And um, you know, just really just sharing it with family and friends. I'm not a huge social media guy. I'm on Facebook once in a while, but wasn't blasting it all over social media. It was just a natural, organic conversation. So people can kind of sense that. And then you know, when when deals come up, you know, they're going to come to you because they they remembered that conversation that you had with them. This and, is brilliant, Jordan. I think there's a lot of people out there that are sitting here that are listening to this podcast that are already doing deals. And there's definitely people that maybe are listening that have never done a deal or just this is new to them, but they're already thinking, oh my goodness. Yeah, I didn't even think to just talk to people that are right here in my own network, my friends, my family, let them know what it is I'm trying to do, what it is I want to do. And that is crucial. Like It's crucial to let people know what you do know because you just never know who's going to come across a situation or an incident where they know someone or they hear about someone that is needing to do a quick sell or has uh, problems going on and they want to sell their home super fast or their neighbor next door has a home that's been completely ran down and it's just awful. It's an eyesore to the neighborhood. And it's like, oh my goodness, I've got an incredible referral for you because I want this home to be fixed up because my home looks bad because it's next to this home. So you just never know. And I think I think that's something to point out and take note on right now, Rhino Nation, is if you have not let people know what you're doing, let them know because this is going to come into play on why Jordan was able to find a deal and how he was able to find this deal that we're talking about. So keep going. So let's talk about the deal and go right into it. How did you find it? And let's uh, let's go through it. Yeah. So I got the deal. I got wind of the deal from my, my mother-in-law, who's a real estate agent. And she's been a real estate agent in this market for 20 years. And she knew somebody who wanted to sell and came to her and she took one look at the property and said, no way, I'm not going <laughs> to touch this. <laughs> Uh, and then I, I just got the call. She she called me and she said, Jordan, you know, there's this property in, in Tacoma, actually, which is one of the hottest um, markets for investors in this area. And, um, you know, what can you do for me? I, I don't want to touch it. There's no way it's going to pass inspection. It's going to take a lot of work. Um, she's hoping to walk away with a little something. You know, what, what can you do for me? And so I, I was just took that uh, information. And I ran it through uh, my systems. I use Polego, which up in Washington is a fantastic tool. It provides comps, uh, it provides uh, rehab budgets, and it's just a really great tool for running numbers. So I ran some initial numbers and didn't initially think, Cody, that it was going to work. And that's when, uh, and this is another good thing that Rhino Nation, I, th- I think, should jot down or at least keep in mind is partnerships. And we've talked about it on the show a little bit before, so Cody. But so true. Yeah, I, I have this partner. Uh, his name is Ken. He's in Tacoma, actually the city. He lived in the same city or, or near the same city. And so he's been sort of mentoring me. He's been doing wholesaling for 10 years. And I got connected with him because he worked at the county of assessment with my wife. My wife's a residential appraiser. Uh-huh. And uh, I just said, hey, Ken, let, let's take a look at this deal. This is These are my numbers. I'm not sure. It might be too skinny to make this work. And he took a look at the numbers. And he was actually able to tell me because you know real estate, again, is so uh, based on the territory, the, the numbers can be different based on how hot this market is or you know the price point and things like that. And he's like, oh, no, like, you know, this is definitely, you know, you're being too conservative here. We can definitely uh, get a higher, higher ARV out of this property. And I think 
I think we can make this work. And so really the, the seller just, all she wanted was, uh, she just wanted to walk away from the property. And if you want to get to the numbers, she yeah. owed about 183 grand. Okay. And she just, she wanted to walk away with something, right? And so because this was a referral, uh, I wanted to make sure that we were able to get her a little something. So we ended up offering, well, we ended up going down to see the property first. So uh-huh. we did a walkthrough, we took pictures, we did a, a video walkthrough as well. And, and then we had to go to the title company and make sure that, you know, what she owed was what she actually owed. You know, as you know, sometimes people tend to over underestimate what sure. they actually owe. Sure. So it turned out that that was correct. And then, so we made an offer for her, for her, for 200,000. So she could walk away with, what was that? 17 grand and have enough money to go uh, buy uh, an apartment. Um, or not buy an apartment, rent an apartment, right, excuse me. Yeah. But So we were able to give her um, some cash in her pocket. And then uh, we turned around and, and marked it up about $20,000. And then uh, we sent it out to our cash buyers. Uh, and the other interesting thing, Cody, is that uh, initially uh, it was crickets, man. And I don't know, for, maybe you can remember your first deal, but... Um, at my first deal, it was I sent this out. And I didn't hear anything for like 24 hours, man. And I have You're like, like no, hundred. No, <laughs> nothing. Crickets. I mean, it was it was discouraging, man. But I, I didn't know any better. I, again, this is all I'm all just, you know, taking massive action. I'm all just I'm doing things that I've never done before. And yep. fortunately, I at least had a partner. So I was able to talk to him a little bit about it. But um, nothing. I mean, it was crickets. I mean, I blasted it out and I have a MailChimp so I can see who opened it. And that's at least nice. But, you know, it's you see people opening it multiple times. You're like, gosh, dang it. Like, why aren't they responding to me? You know what I mean? <laughs> but here's something to learn, Jordan. Here's something hindsight while everyone's listening to this. So, oh, it's been 24 hours. And I heard from someone. Here's what's great is even with our deals today, we'll have people come in in the 11th hour, like, five mm-hmm. days after or one hour before we're done like taking any kind of offer. Like we'll have this happen all the time. And it's more like five, six, seven days from the time we presented it to them and they'll come in. So keep going. Yeah. And, and to your point, Cody, that's exactly what happened is, and I, I was, as I was speaking to my partner, Ken, I said, Hey, what's going on? I mean, do we miss on the numbers here? Like what the heck? And he said, He's like, no, this is normal, Jordan. Like people just got to run their own numbers. And even though we made a nice little package with the marketing, you know, we broke down all the numbers, you know, what the estimated rehab was, which I know you guys say not to do that. And we probably shouldn't do that. And going forward, (laughs) I won't do that. (laughs) It's more of just like, here's what's hard with it, right? So you could say, oh, estimated repairs are $30,000, but you could bring in 10 different contractors and all 10 contractors are going to give you a different price. And so it's like, at the end of the day, they're going to run their numbers anyways and know what their costs are. And they're not going to even go off my cost or your cost because they're like, nah, it's actually 33 or, oh, no, it's actually 25. Like, it's like an appraisal. I can get 10 appraisals and all appraisals will come back different. So it's just one of those things. It's like, do we want to spend time worried about that or should we just let them go do their numbers? Exactly. And I also, and again, I'm just being very candid here. And, and I know I did the ARV as well. And I know that that's, I know Tom... <laughs> It's that, right? And and I got beat up on it a couple times. But you know what's funny is, you know, I, I got beat up on it a little bit, but we still end up getting it done. So to all you out there, like, I, I think ARV is important. You should keep it in mind. And, uh-huh. you know, I think some people like to add it, some people don't, but just let the investor make up their decision on that because Cody just nailed it. You know, 
you can bring in a contractor and one will say 35 grand, one will say 20, maybe even 15. And it really just depends on what the exit strategy is and then how, you know, what that contractor wants to do to the property. And that's such a wide variable. You don't even want to get involved in that because that's not what we do. Our deal is to find deeply discounted properties and present it and let the cash buyers figure out what it is they want to do with the property. And as soon as you start putting a number to that, it can kind of make things a little more difficult or they can start arguing with you on that. And that's not what you want to do. You just want to keep the focus on the deal to get it to the finish line. That's right. Okay. So you send it out. How many people start getting some interest and what gets going? Yeah. So we had... um, I want to say like three or four emails trickle in. And again, it was all, oh, I need it to be 20 or 30K less than that. It needs to be under 200K or I, I could do it at 200K or, hey, let me know if it's not moving. You know, it's like, oh my gosh, you know, I'm just <laughs> feeling the pressure. Just you know? quit it. I'm sweating already. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and not only that, but this is a referral. So, you know, the other thing about referrals is that you really want to make sure that you do, you do your homework on that because, you know, your name and reputation is at stake, right? So I was just feeling it even more. I'm like, man, like I really want to deliver. You know, I really don't even care if I make that much. I just want to deliver for them so I can get get to the finish line and, and, and add some value here, you know? Yeah. Anyway, so we got a couple emails trickle. We also do, I have a Facebook group that, I, that I'm involved in. So I posted it there and I got a bunch of responses there, but really not that many bites from it. Um, people wanted me to send them the deal and the email. So after we got a few folks, uh, I reached out to each and every one of them on Facebook to say, hey, are you interested? And I, I'd say three or four people got back to me. And um, at that point, we decided to set a walkthrough for the next week, I believe it was. And um, and then, yeah, there was three or four people that were confirmed. And then there was only actually two parties that showed up and a couple other people didn't. And so that was a little bit like, I, and again, I opening, I'm, I'm just learning through this whole process. Like, okay, like I expected these people that accepted my invite to be there and really only 50% showed up. But again, sure. Ken was coaching me, you know, this is normal, things happen. And it was good too, because those two parties showed up at the exact same time. So it kind of created a little bit of Feeding like, frenzy. oh, you know, let's roll. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, there's somebody else here that's interested. And one of the one of the parties brought his whole entourage. He brought like three other guys with him. So um, that was kind of cool too. But you know, one of them was a contractor, and then the other one just sent his contractor out. The actual the end, the cash buyer. He wasn't there able to make it. He sent his contractor out. But so there's two parties that came, and then and then we we got uh, feedback that same evening. So later that evening, and uh, one of the one of actually my cash buyer that I brought, he needed it to be a little bit lower. He needed it to be around the 200K mark or maybe even a little bit less. And then Ken, he had a cash buyer that he'd actually done deals with before. And he was interested. He wanted to do the... Uh, but the, the thing is, it wasn't a, just an assignment. He wanted to do a seller financing, right? So he wanted to basically take over the mortgage because it's cheaper than going and getting a hard money loan, sure. Uh, sure. rehab it, and then sell it at the end. And so the, and, and the way we were going to get our, our assignment fee was we would get a little bit upfront um, just, just for bringing him the deal and we pay out the seller. So we pay her, her money so she could walk away, go get an apartment. We could get a little bit of money and then he would get the keys to the place and he could have his contractor start working on the property. So, uh, and then on the back end is when, once the sale happens, that's when we'll make the rest of our assignment fee plus a little bit of equity. Um, and then, and then it'll be done. Everything will be, everything will be good. So we're, we're, uh, most way through the rehab as we speak. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's kind of going into the slow time for, for real estate, but um, it'll all work out. And he's been doing this for a long time. So it ended up working out, man, but it was what does really, it look like? Really Tell me the numbers. Let's do it. Let's hear it. The numbers. So the numbers for, for which one? For the rehab or? Well, numbers in general, like what will it be? So you get this under contract. You got a guy that does some unique financing with it, unique right. like deal. 
But that's what I love about real estate. You can always find a way to do deals. Just can you structure it right? What will you end up making on this deal? Yeah. So, so the fee was, uh, we initially put $20,000. So we got it under contract for 200 grand. We, we put it out to the market at 220 grand. So the end buyer uh, agreed to the, the assignment fee of 20K, but he basically said, you know, we'll do 7,000 upfront. So, um, you know, my partner and I made three and a half thousand. And on the back end, we're going to make the six and a half or 13,000 and six and a half is just divided by two for him and I. And then on top of that, we each get a little bit of equity. So my wholesaling partner and I can, we're going to make 10% of whatever uh, profits the property generates at the time of the sale. Wow. So we're, we could even make even more on top of that 10k so yeah so each of you made ten thousand dollars and then if the property sells for what you guys think it's going to sell you get 10 percent of those profits as well yeah that's correct yeah oh yeah well you know what's coming up hold on one second oh yeah ourselves the victory bell (laughs) and i know you have been waiting for that victory bell you have been consistently working with the time that you had because you do have a full-time job, but doing this part-time, here you are a few months later, now having a 10K check and then potential making even more on that. Dude, I am super proud of you. This has been something that hasn't come easy for you, nor does it come easy for anyone. So I want everyone listening to this. I don't preach get rich quick or that this is easy. It does test you. It does try you. Jordan was tested and tried in many ways. Like, will this ever work? There's so many people out here and, oh, now I'm at month four, month five, month six, month seven. Like it takes time and he only had a little bit of time to dedicate each and every day and it still worked because he stayed consistent. That is the crucial part to know about this story. And so Jordan, you're a complete rock star and I want to thank you for sharing your story today. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. I've been waiting so long to hear that victory bell and just to be on the <laughs> podcast. And yeah, this has been great. I and, it, and the thing is, is you learn, um, you know, I have a really uh, a good, another mentor who's not really in the real estate space, but he, he was telling me, you know, it's, it's not about the money at the beginning. It's more about the lessons learned. And uh, you and Tom do a really good job about doing it the right way and preaching that and then putting that into the course. And I would echo that sentiment. You know, we get all caught up with the money and that's great. And, and definitely we're in this to, to make money. It's not a nonprofit here, but you know, we're really in this to add value. And Cody, you say it all the time. The more value you add, the more you'll be compensated accordingly. And so just take those lessons, those failures at the beginning. I mean, man, I made six over 6,000 cold calls and I got over 500 no's. But I just kept going. I kept riding through. And I'm in sales. And there was plenty of days where I thought, this isn't going to work. Or what am I doing? I feel like a fake. I haven't closed the deal yet. I'm calling these people. You know what I mean? And it's just... Yeah, yeah. You it starts to play with you. In. Yes, it does. It starts to play a game with your mind. And we start to look at like, well, maybe it's not meant to be, you know what, maybe it's not in my deck of cards to have this work. And maybe I'm just supposed to do what I'm supposed to do and be grateful for what I have. And so many times these fake thoughts start to take over our mind. Exactly. And, and it's like, oh, well, you know, I do pretty well at my job. And, but I just, I just knew this was what I was supposed to do. You know, I just kept going. I just felt prompted to do it. And like, there's been so many doors that opened just from this one deal. I mean, I have two or three contractors that I know now, and I have a really great relationship with the cash buyer that who closed it. And, and just, uh, I added a whole bunch of people to my, you know, it's funny because I sent that email out. And like you said, Cody, five or six days later, things would trickle in. And I got people that forwarded my message to other investors 
and then they were reaching out and calling me. And so Killer. it took a little bit of time and I, and I definitely sweat a little bit at the beginning, but <laughs> I ended up getting more value because of that time, but I couldn't see it in the moment. I just thought, oh, this is excruciating. I want it to be done. But, you know, looking back at it now, it's like, being patient, doing it the right way. And then the things I didn't do right, it's learning how do I do those better next time and then just getting better and better and learning from that experience. And then you'll just be that much of a better wholesaler, better investor, and you'll be able to more confidently you know, cold call these folks and explain the value that you deliver. So true. Jordan, those are words of wisdom right there. For those of you that are listening to this, go listen to the last three minutes, what he just said. It's not just about the money. It's the learning along the way. It's who you're becoming along the way because the more we can become someone better, someone greater, that's when also our income starts to fall. It's very rare that you see someone's income outperform who they're becoming, their self-development. So if you want to have the life of your dreams and be able to live the life on your terms, You've also got to become someone better each and every day because you're really your, your income, your lifestyle is just a reflection of who you are at this current moment. There's so much room for each one of us to grow and to get better in so many areas. And as you do so, you start to see the world in a different way and the world starts to get better. Life starts to get better. Living it the way you want to live, it starts to get better. So Jordan is sharing some true wisdom here. But Jordan, in ending this, we always ask two questions that are always always fun to hear from uh, our guests. So the first one, what would you do differently looking back if you were starting all over again and you're starting right at ground zero? That's a, that's a great question, Cody. I really, really liked the course. I, I probably would have I probably would have gotten the wholesaling ink program along with the TTP program. I just, like I said, I spoke with Dan Goshko and he suggested, Hey man, you're already cold calling. Just do that. And so I really wanted to, I was really attracted to the program because you and Tom do such a good job of saying like, Hey, we can break this down step by step. And I wanted to learn the business because I want this to be a business. I don't want it to be a hobby. I want it to be a business. That, or that a glorified me. job. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Right now it's a job and that's okay. Um, I, I'm a very hard worker. I, I put in the work, but I don't want to do that forever. You know, my wife and I are expecting our, our, our first son in January. And so it's, you know, I, I don't want to be cold calling at six or seven at night for the rest of my life. I want to be able to outsource that and, and, and create a, a business. And so I probably would have gone back and done the TTP program. I got a little bit of input from Dan and a few others, but I probably would have done both of those right out of the gate just so I have some more cold calling specific scripts and lists and, so, and Okay. And I love Brent Daniels. So, He's awesome. So I probably would have done it. He's a complete stud. Okay. The second question is the book. What book has been game changing as you've read it? Well, I, my favorite book of all time is the Bible. Um, and I know it's not a religious podcast, so I'll just leave it there. But the game-changing book for me is the book on rental property investing by uh, Brandon Turner of Bigger Pockets. I, I love, love, love that book. I want to be a landlord uh, and, and build my investment portfolio. And it's just really well written from start to finish, kind of the same way Wholesaling Inc. is, where it's, you know, I know nothing about wholesaling to now I'm hiring a virtual assistant. It's the same way with Brandon's book. It's, you know, hey, I, I know nothing about rental properties to how do I screen my tenants and get my first property filled. So um, I really enjoyed that one. And then the other one, more mindset related, Cody, is The Compound Effect by Darren Hunt. Oh, such a, like you just struck a chord right there. That's a, that's a phenomenal book. I love, love, love that book. It's so practical. Like anybody who picks up that book will gain value from it. I mean, no matter where you are in your life, it is such a game changer, just full of gold nuggets, man. I'll just, that is a great book. 
You are a rock star, Jordan. Thank you so much for being on this podcast. There's so many people that are listening to this saying, man, this resonates with me. I do have an hour I can carve out. I, I know I have a, uh, a busy life. I have a full-time job. I have a family, but I do have an hour that I can carve out. Yes, it may take a little bit longer, but it's okay. That's your journey. And if you don't start today, when are you going to ever start? And so your story brings so much clarity, so much peace, but so much hope that even with our busy lives, you can still carve out an hour a day, six days a week to make this happen. And then you can start to see how much more you're going to carve out and finally get to the point where maybe you're going to leave a nine to five. And so I want to, I want to thank you for sharing this because I know there's a lot of people wondering how will they do this? And you just really mapped it out how they can. Absolutely. I'm happy to, happy to share. And for those out there that are struggling, I just want to leave with this, Cody, if I, if I can. Sure. You know, those thoughts that creep in, they're real. And some of you might be thinking, oh, well, he's in sales, so he's used to it. But guys, no, it was just as hard for me as it is for some of those other folks. But just follow the program, guys. Just keep taking action. That is so, so true. It's so basic. And, you know, everybody says it, but it's true. Take action, do the right steps, do business the right way in an ethical way, and and the deals will come, I promise. And it wasn't as fast as I wanted to either, but it came. And once you get that deal, you build on that momentum, and it's worth it. I promise you, it's worth it. Listen to Cody and Tom. Don't reinvent the wheel and just take action today. You're a stud, Jordan. Thank you so much. Rhino Nation, what an amazing episode here. This is going to be one you're going to want to download. This is one you're going to want to listen to over and over again. So much value is given because... So many lives here listening, so many of you can resonate and actually listen to his story and say, man, that is much like mine. That is something that I want to do and I know I can do. And he shared with you how you're able to do it. So get out there and make it happen. Carve out that hour. Find ways to make this happen. Wholesaling is still live. Wholesaling is still active. Deals are still out there and they will forever be out there. And it's up to you to see if you want to carve out that little piece of time to go find those deeply discounted properties. If you need help building a successful wholesaling business, head on over to www.wholesalinginc.com, book a call with our team, and begin the conversation. But it starts by just a simple, simple phone conversation so that we can help you get one step closer to your next deal. Guys, take care, and we'll see you on the next podcast. See you later. That's all for this episode. Your next step to success is to continue the conversation over at InvestorGrit.com by joining the mailing list, as well as get your chance to book a strategy session to learn the systems and become part of the tribe with your hosts, Tom Kroll and Cody Hoffheim. We'll see you next episode with more ways to make you a fortune in wholesaling.